Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories chat podcast with me, Rob Davis, Abby Ticehurst. Hello. And Tom Canning. Hello. We will be covering all the uh, big stories from Berkshire football from the past week, uh, touching on things on and off the pitch and looking ahead to next weekend's big fixtures. Uh, but first, guys, how have you been over the last week? Good, thank you. Not too oh. bad, not too bad. Can't complain, can't complain. Yeah. Any- yeah, all right, yeah. And done anything of interest that you'd like to share with the rest of the, uh, um, the Berkshire pod community? Um, well, so I went to Ascot on Sunday to watch Ascot ladies in the FA Cup. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. Mm-hmm. I did a big old roundup. It was really fun to do, actually. So I did the pre-match bit. Then I did live match update, updates during it and then did post-match report as well. And it was really fun to do, actually. What was your narrative? Um, <laughs> was it, was it um, David versus Goliath? <laughs> no. Was it? This is why Daryl Evans is such a great coach. And yeah, by, the end, by the end, did you flipped it to Evans out? <laughs> yeah. I should have done, shouldn't I? But that is true. Daryl is a great coach. I've got a lot of time for Daryl. <laughs> See, I thought you were going to go. That is true. Evans out. <laughs> yeah. No, no, not at all. Not at all. No, I just I've got a lot of time for him and for Ascot in general. Actually, they're a great club. Very well, good. What about you, Tom? Been uh, much? No, we had a child-free weekend, so naturally I didn't go to any football and spent time <laughs> with my lovely wife. Uh, we went to a brewery whose birthday it was the third of, ah. and we thoroughly enjoyed ourselves and spent far too much money. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, you've got to spend money on something, don't you? You do. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, you just accumulate it. and Yeah. What good is that, eh? It's in the bank for a rainy day like your mother used to teach you. Exactly, yeah. There's um, the fun in that. Rob, I just wanted to point out for anybody who was eagerly awaiting the Jamel Johnson podcast after last week. Sorry, I ran out of time. Um, I mean, it's recorded. It's done. Um, Jamel is sitting on my hard drive. Um, Literally. I'll... No, 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 no. Um, but it will be out this week. You may end up with two podcasts this week, although I suspect we will just keep with the chat. And Jamel, and then next week. Um, Abby, are you putting one out next week? I might be. Might be. Um, it'll Ooh. either be Abby doing an interview or me interviewing Keith Pennicott Bowen of Hungerford Town fame. Wow. One or the other. So uh, we'll, we'll do that. Sorry, Rob, carry on. I've interrupted you. No, I'm always glad to hear about what we've got coming up. And uh, yeah, a little teaser about uh, another pod dropping this week is always a good thing. Well, Abby, you've already mentioned it um, in your sort of intro. So why don't we start with Ab- Ascot and their cup run? Sadly coming to an end, but against a club from was it three or four tiers uh, above that was a one tier and three divisions three divisions oh. okay i'm not quite sure how that works but uh <laughs> but uh how was the game and uh how was your uh narrative throughout it 
<laughs> I, do you know what? I'd like to say I'm really disappointed for them, but I'm not at all because they've had such a fantastic run in the cup and they gave everything they had during that game. There was just not a moment where they weren't giving their all against the side. So the way it works in terms of a tier and three divisions. So Ascot play in the premier division of the Southern region. And then above that is where, um, oh my God, I can't remember who they played. Chichester <laughs> and Chelsea. Yes, Chichester and Chelsea. I've just written that name 400 times this week and I completely forgot it just then. Yeah, so Chichester and Chelsea play in the National League, but they play <clears throat> in the Southern um, Division, which is the top of it. And then after that, it's the Regional Division, which is where Maidenhead play. And then below that, it's the Reserve Division. So that's why it's three divisions above, but only a tier. It's a little bit complicated, the pyramid. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, yeah, as I said, I, there's no reason for them to be disappointed. They, it was a fantastic game and they really gave their all. And they, so they lost four chances themselves as well. That just, they just couldn't quite kind of come get them off. Um, and I think two of their goals were quite unlucky, actually. Um, one of them, Lisa Phillips, the keeper and captain, she, she was just chipped by um, their their striker, unfortunately. Um, and their fourth goal, I mean, you, you could just tell that you could tell they're a division above. You could tell they're a National League outfit because I think Ascot were just exhausted by the end of it, in all honesty. So I think Lisa kind of pushed the ball, like she made an initial save, pushed the ball out, and then they just happened to be there to catch the rebound, which I always bang on about anyway, how you should be on the rebound. So really, just, uh, just they must have followed my advice. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Ascot gave it a real, real good go. And actually, it's been really fun to kind of cover them throughout the the cup so far. And I think first round proper was where Daryl wanted to be as well. So the fact that he got there, I, I mean, that mission accomplished, if anything, really. And I'm sure they will give it just as good a go next season. So, yeah, I think they should be immensely proud of themselves. And just a shout out to Ascot in general for their hospitality. It was fantastic on something. It was, it was great to see so many people there as well. I think there was over 100 in the crowd. So that was fantastic. Oh, good news. That's yeah. Great. Um, Abby, I think you cut out on our little Zoom call when you said the score. What was the final score? Oh, it was 4-0. There you go. Um, just for anyone who who didn't hear that because I didn't or who hasn't read any of my match preview or I haven't (laughs) dear oh dear (laughs) well a valiant effort from Ascot and you know great coverage from football in Berkshire women Uh, I I have actually read a lot of it so uh, you know I can say that Um, um, honestly Um, we've had the draw for the second round no Berkshire sides involved Um, when do the Berkshire sides come in from so, here on yeah we've only got one Berkshire side left and that is Reading Women and that is the fourth round proper and that's not until January anyway so we've got a little time to go yet <clears throat> okay fair enough so yeah you won't hear much on this pod probably about the uh, Women's FA Cup until January but um creditable run for, Bas- for Ascot ends in the first round proper um in other cop competitions we had FA Trophy games at the weekend uh, both uh, two Berkshire sides involved, Binfield and Bracknell, uh, one through, one out. So uh, Binfield won 3-0 at home to Chichester Town. Cinderford. Uh, you did this last town. week. <laughs> again. Cinderford <laughs> Town. I've, again, I've been saying it all weekend. Uh, so, yeah, I, I should have it in my head. But, yeah, 3-0 at home to Cinderford Town. A really uh, creditable result. And... Uh, 
Uh, Backnell, unfortunately, losing 3-1 at home to uh, Tiverton Town, step three, division above. Uh, that one was nil-nil at half-time. Um, Tiverton Town got a couple of goals. Bracknell got back into the game late on, 2-1, with a goal from Seb Bowerman. And, uh, but Sinterford, Tiverton, uh, managed to score the uh, score a final goal uh, right at the end as Bracknell were trying to attack. So, um, creditable performance from Bracknell, it sounds like. And one thing to note is that it was Seb Bowman's 100th goal for the club, which is an incredible milestone for uh, someone from the region and um, who has been really one of their star players for, I don't know how long he's been a there long now. Long time now. Yeah, a long time. But yeah. He was there with them in um, in the Hellenic League, wasn't he? Yes, so, it was uh, either 15-16 or 16-17. I can't yeah. remember which season. Yeah, but he's been there a long time uh, for a wide forward, not an out-and-out striker, to reach 100 goals for a, a club at this level. Really, really impressive. So congratulations to uh, Seb and uh, commiserations to Bracknell, but some lovely words from his manager, Bobby Wilkinson, on uh, Bracknell's Twitter feed if you want to go and have a look at those. But once I did get through Binfield, I was at the game. Uh, 3-0 against Cinderford Town. Uh, and uh, this one... Yeah, shut up. Uh, this, <laughs> one, this one was a, a really exciting game, actually. Uh, well, certainly from a, a Binfield uh, perspective. They were up within... Uh, a minute of uh, the kickoff, uh, Sean Moore getting a goal from the outside of the box, uh, really sort of attacked Cinderford uh, and put them on the back foot from the first minute. They were well, uh, much the better side in the first half and came in at 2-0, another Sean Moore goal from a really good striker's goal, actually. He sort of won the ball in midfield, beat a man, played it out wide to Billy Montague and Montague put in a lovely cross um, uh, from, and Moore had continued his run and uh, nodded in at the front post. Um, made no mistake. Really good goal. And uh, yeah, you can actually see them online as well. If you uh, go to the uh, Binfield uh, Twitter feed, that goal was uh, that goal was captured. So you can watch that one. Uh, in the second half, Sidderford came out and was a little bit better. They pressurised uh, Binfield a bit more. The game was a bit more even um, and a bit more stretched. Um, but right at the death, uh, Binfield got a final goal to um, to uh, sort of add a bit of a shine to their performance. Um, it wasn't. It was certainly deserved. They had a few more chances during the second half, but perhaps a, a lack of composure or or um, just uh, some good goalkeeping maybe stood in their way. But um, a nice bit of play from Kensley Maloney on the edge of the box put Josh Howell um, Howell in, and he instead of taking the shot, slid the ball across to the other side of the goal where Callum Bunting was waiting for his 11th goal in 11 games. So, there you go. Lovely, uh, lovely uh, game to watch for the neutral. Really exciting. Uh, lots of goals and lots of uh, attacking football, which was great to see. Did you uh, embarrass yourself on commentary this week, Rob? I didn't. I actually got the name of the opposition correct all the ah. way through the game, which was surprising. Uh, yes, Did you make was- a false joke? I, uh, I I I can't remember if I did. I had a couple in the back of my mind at one point, but um, uh, yeah, the the um, I made a reference to uh, uh, Roy Hodge, uh, England under Roy Hodgson, as the uh, the uh, Cinderford striker and top goal scorer was taking all their corners. So oh. uh, I think it was very like <laughs> Harry Kane under Hodgson. So, uh, um, but things like that. Uh, that's the sort of commentary level you're looking at with me. Uh, <laughs> A nuanced um, 
niche analysis that uh, probably only has a, a couple of fans uh, across the county, but still, <laughs> yeah, very enjoyable uh, to be doing that. So, and hopefully we'll be back at Binfield for the next round. So I think we're both going to be at the next round, Rob. I think you might be doing commentary and I be, might be running a, an outdoor can bar. Ooh, well, what a, what a game to have picked. Um, I know. Yes. Uh, so uh, we should say that um, Binfield's reward for getting past uh, Cinderford uh, was another home tie against step three opposition, Truro City. So uh, a long way for them to travel. Well, it's always going to be a long way for them to travel. Usually they're right at the, <laughs> at the end of uh, Cornwall. Uh, but yes, they're playing uh, Truro City, uh, a mid-table step three side from the Southern League Premier Division South. Um, so, yeah, good test for Binfield. However, they are looking a little bit thin on the ground at the moment uh, in terms of injuries. Um, they actually started the game without Wilmot and Gavin uh, in the centre of defence. Sorry, without Wilmot and Gator in the centre of the defence. Gavin and Veal started, and Veal is a little bit more of a utility player, although he played really well in the centre of defence, got to say. And uh, obviously Hancock's been out for a little while, but um, Thompson Wheeler was also out. So two of their three recognised fullbacks were out injured and Liam Tack was playing as uh, a as a, uh, a fullback uh, covering that position. Again, he did really well, uh, but we also saw that last night Elliot Legg got um, substituted very early on, which suggests it might be, he might have gone off injured. So yeah, of the three recognised fullbacks, currently it seems that all three might be having uh, injury issues. So hopefully they are quick to recover and um, uh, are back with their team um, as soon as possible. Uh, but we'll we'll have to wait and see on that. And it's obviously same goes for the uh, centre-backs as well. Because uh, when everyone's fit and firing there, Binfield are pretty formidable. But uh, yes, few injuries to be had there. Um, yep, yeah, just going over the other... Uh, fixtures in the round because um, the National League South or National League North and South teams joined the FA Trophy this time round. So Hungerford are drawn at home to Welling United, Sloughtown also at home to Haven't and Waterlooville. So a couple of uh, interesting ties there, but um, I think I'll probably be at the Binfield game. Uh, slight chance of an upset and, you know, such warm hospitality we had this week uh, was, you know, always going to make me want to go back. It's always good when you turn up for a commentary and before you've sat down, Rob Chalice has handed you a can of beer to uh, just, uh, you know, just say, oh, yeah, I think you like these sort of beers, don't you? And, uh, yeah, we've got a few in this fridge. Give these a try. See what you think. So, yeah. Abby, Abby do you like how Rob has already, after two commentaries, said, when you turn up for a commentary? <laughs> He's <laughs> only done two. Too good for us already. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Mock all you will. <laughs> oh, we will. Oh, yeah. We're bragging in that case. The chairman of Ascot bought me a pint. So, you know, oh. whilst we're bragging. There you go. <laughs> Can't complain about that. No, exactly. Thank you, Simon. Exactly. I'm hoping that uh, when we. Uh, I hear that there's going to be a nice beer tent um, at the next Binfield game. So I'm hoping the owner of that might slip us a couple of tinnies uh, to keep <laughs> us going through the commentary. Double the price, Tom. Double the price. <laughs> well, well, at this rate. <laughs> Anyway, uh, moving on from the FA Trophy, we have Reading Women. Uh, a draw uh, last weekend 
with uh, oh i've lost it west ham sorry uh with west ham so uh uh came back from two nil down abby Indeed. Also, I'd just like to say, I just need to stop talking about things like this because I said I can't wait for the day that we get a draw. And then what happens? We go and draw. I shouldn't have mentioned it on the last podcast. Uh, <laughs> yes, West Ham seemed to be a bogey team for Reading, I think is probably the way to describe it. I, I said last last episode, I think it was, that they thumped us 5-0 in the last game of the season. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so they were 2 0 up after 35 minutes and seem to have kind of not put the game to bed I don't think but they they appeared fairly comfortable in their 2-0 and thank goodness Reading decided no we're not having that um I think it was well actually Reading have claimed it as Van Havermatz in the 70th minute as a header but I'm pretty sure it's gone down as an own goal by uh I think it's Abby Lee Stringer for West Ham and then 92nd minute drama and a very dubious goal from Emma Harries, which congrats to Emma Harries. Second goal is in her senior career, which is great. But I've watched the footage back multiple times. Just just the one camera angle, though, I might add. <laughs> and kind of slowed it down and played it again. And I'm almost certain Mackenzie Arnold definitely got a hand to it and it doesn't cross the line. But do you know what? After Brooke Chaplin's ghost goal in our first game, I'm going to take it. So... Yeah, a 2-2 draw at West Ham is good. And does that count as continuing the run if we we didn't lose? (laughs) Undefeated. Yeah, Yeah. we'll take it. We'll take it. So, yeah. Three games Uh, undefeated, is it? Yes, it is. So, yes, not too bad. Not too bad at all. Um, Once again, Deanne Rose is absolutely bossing it. And she was the reason for that second goal, in fact, actually, because she did a beautiful turn in the box on the left-hand side and then the ball kind of flew across and I think it took a deflection actually off a West Ham defender and then came back out again and that's when Emma Harris nicked it and punted it towards goal so yeah a good good effort from Reading there so um, they're back in action tonight actually in the Conti Cup against Crystal Palace and former Royal Millie Farrow currently plays for Crystal Palace as well and they're on a good run at the moment they they won at the weekend so that should be a good game tonight they are away to Crystal Palace, though, so you can't go and watch it at the match front, unfortunately. Or, sorry, I say the select car leasing stadium. Can I just say, both of you have pronounced um, West Ham incredibly incorrectly there. If you're from Berkshire, it's West Ham. <laughs> it's definitely not if you're from Berkshire. West Ham. <laughs> All right, Bracknell. <laughs> I'm not from Bracknell, nor is no. Rob, so. Well, I am, and we pronounce it West Ham. <laughs> All right, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Very good. Well, one team I think we can all agree on the pronunciation of is Reading City. And they, uh, on the pitch, <laughs> you not like that, Link? <laughs> no, I loved it. No, I loved it. I'm just laughing because this is my favourite story, I think, of the year. Uh, okay. Well, we'll start with on the pitch. Uh, they had a very creditable draw with one of the high flyers in the um uh, combined counties Premier League Division North. In fact, it probably left a little bit of a bad taste in the mouth because they were uh, leading North Greenford United until uh, into injury time, and North Greenford United grabbed a late equaliser to snatch a point and uh, deny Reading of two for two more. A very good result for them, uh, and Reading seemed to be sort of slowly. Um, stringing some results together and starting to uh, put some good performances together. However, uh, 
the thing you wanted to talk about, I think, Tom, is uh, perhaps uh, the taste left in the mouth of the fans off the pitch rather than uh, what was happening on it. Rob, you are clearly doing a lot of prep before we do this podcast with your with the, sheer, the top of my head, the sheer quality of the links. Um, yeah, uh, the, it's quite incredible. So about a week ago and last week we alluded to the fact that we had uh we were enjoying the reading city food obviously that was a that was a joke uh there was no such thing as the reading fc chinese food halftime food box it did not exist well it went viral i think talk sport got caught out by it there's a, a fairly reputable looking twitter account called footy at footy scran which takes pictures of, of food at various football grounds around the country and I think they got caught out by this this joke that was the Reading City uh, Chinese food box of $12.99 available all matches well this weekend never wanted to shirk a challenge Reading City went ahead and did the Chinese food box I don't know how many they did but I've seen pictures of people being served it eating it enjoying it um, and I just thought because you could easily just go, oh, for God's sake, that's just, uh, just sorry. But but they got up, they ran with it, and uh, whether it'll be available again um, at the next game, I don't know. Um, I'm hoping to chat to a couple of people there this week and just see see how it all went. But they seem to take it all in good uh, in, in good stead and, and enjoyed themselves and just and got on with it. And I just thought it was a, a wonderful little story of something a bit silly, getting them noticed and... and I do feel for all of the uh, fans who are going to go to the select car leasing stadium at various points this season. Mm-hmm. There seems to be a lot of confusion uh, out there about Reading between Reading FC and Reading City FC. So um, all I can say is good luck to the service at the select car leasing stadium turning all turning down uh, all these uh, offers. Well, if they still had blue collar food there, you might have something of that uh, that standard. But, exactly uh... the connection I made. Yes. There you go. So uh, um, as it is, you have to head to Reading City for the yes. uh, uh, Chinese box. You can stick to with your boiled hot dogs at the select car. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so uh, moving on to uh, the sort of uh, a women's roundup, Abby. What happened uh, last weekend? We've heard about Ascot and Reading. Why don't you take a pick of the uh, rest of the games for us and talk us through them? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, let's stick with Ascot because Ascot Reserves continue their unbeaten run. They won 4-2 over Woking Ladies Reserves. I've I've actually lost count of what the run is now. I don't even know anymore. I'm not sure they know. Maybe 23, possibly? Who knows? But yeah, they're absolutely storming their season. I think they are still only second in the table, though. I can't remember who is ahead of them, but I think it's on possibly on goal difference. So, yeah, they're just absolutely bossing it. Um, Ascot United Reserves. So keep up the good work. Um, Fatchum and Newbury in the Thames Valley Development League are also storming this season. They won 12-2 against Easington Sports. They also won, I think it was 14-1 last week as well. So their goal difference must be absolutely mental right now. Um, that's another thing I should probably work out, actually. In fact, whilst we're on that topic, last week I said I was going to work it out. There was 68 goals, I think it was, last last week. Um, wow. That massive kind of, I think it was 50 between Division 3 South and the development or something like that. So yeah, 60, 68 goals across the, the uh, league there. <clears throat> um, so yeah, Thatcher are having a really great, great season, actually. And um, they are currently top of the table, in fact. And actually, the development vision looks fantastic right now because of the top five, 
um, the four teams who are in Berkshire are in the top five. So I think it goes, I think it's Fatsham, then Shinfield, and then they're kind of split in the middle by Henley. And then after that, it's um, Raysbury and then Burfield, or it might be the other way around, actually. But yeah, so Berkshire is having a fantastic season in the development division. Um, equally in Division 3 South, um, S4K had a, a great game as well themselves. They won 14-0 against Yately. Yately, credit to them, they are a new side. They have come up from the development division, so they're obviously kind of finding their feet in the, in the, in the division there. But um, again, that's another division where there's a sort of two-horse race happening, so that's between S4K and Goring. Goring currently have two games in hand as well, so... Much like S4K and Mortimer last season, I think it's going to be a real kind of cat and mouse between the two sides. So one to watch, definitely. Um, also in the Southern region, Eversley are obviously trying to find their feet right now. They they were also um, promoted from the, sub, uh, from the Division 1 of Thames Valley to the Division 1 South of... Um, the southern region and yeah they're they're struggling this season i think um but i believe they won at the weekend i think it was a two nil win so yes there is your roundup of the best games of the weekend so and just to pick out a few fixtures from the men's side of the game um windsor had a come from behind win against wokingham and embrook uh quite a, a reputable win there Windsor actually just sort of still scrapping away and on the cusp of the uh playoff or sorry, on the cusp of the um, sort of promotion equation, little bit of work to do there, but they still um, uh, they're still sort of scrapping away there in mid table, uh, and uh, unfortunately a tough result for Hollyport, uh, a three 0 defeat at home. Don't really like to highlight the bad results, but uh, I don't. Uh, I don't think mad- I could have willed through Twitter a team yeah. to win more on Friday night than I did for Hollyport. Exactly, yeah. I think our man Neil Maskell was there and he was saying he didn't quite understand how Hollyport didn't score in that game. And uh, so, yeah, not great for them, but um, they move on. They've got um, a fixture away at Tadley Kaliva this weekend, which again is a, a big fixture for both sides. So one to look out for there. Uh, and just another one in the Combined Counties Div 1. Eversley and California continued their good run, coming from behind against Woodley United. But Eversley and California were playing with 10 men in that game and got a very late winner to uh, keep them in the promotion hunt in the playoff places. Uh, they're currently fifth in the league, which is the final playoff place. And yeah, that's a very tight division at the around the playoff places. So a good one for them to keep in the mix there. Oh, can um, I just can I just ask? Are Wallingford still unbeaten? Yeah, they're still unbeaten. They, uh, I believe they. I can't remember. It was nil, nil, they, they drew at the nil, weekend. Yeah, yeah, nil nil with Hayes. That's right. So they're still fourth, unbeaten. Uh, played thirteen, one eight, drawn five. So uh, yeah, they've got games in hand over the teams above them, but they've actually because they've drawn five games, they're a little bit behind. So the leaders, London Lions, have played two more games and are ten points ahead of them. Uh, whereas Hilltop have played one more game and they're in second and they're eight points ahead of them. So Wallingford's still very much in the mix uh, and with games in hand, but uh, yeah, want to get a few more wins under their belt so they can push on up the league. Yeah. Uh, Well, before we move on to next weekend, which, you know, Wallingford will feature fairly highly, have a look at the uh, midweek games. We're recording on Wednesday night uh, tonight. So, uh, there is one fairly significant game tonight where uh, Bracknell are 
flying over to Guernsey to face the team there in the Isle of Man. Uh, sorry, Isle of Man, uh, Channel Islands. Uh, quite a uh, trip for a midweek. Uh, not ideal for them, but obviously the game has been moved due to uh, Bracknell getting to the uh, first round of the uh, FA Trophy, which uh, they played at the weekend. So the weekend's game got moved. So good luck to them. Uh, that one hasn't happened yet, but in the other games, goals galore. Um yeah, there were there were something in the air with, uh, with the Berkshire sides last night because uh, almost all the games, with the exception of the one I went to, had <laughs> a, a huge number of goals in them. Uh, where would you like to start? Abby, uh, you were following the games last night. Which one would you like to pick out? Uh, let's go for Ascot, I think. Yes. Just on fire, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> um, 8-2 was the final score there. Um, fantastic from them. I think it was two. I think Sean McCormack got man of the match, and I think he scored two. I think there was two from Harry Laughlin. I've I've kind of lost count of who scored how many, who scored what. There was I think there was six goal scorers in the end in that game actually. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think they just came out all all cylinders firing from from the get go really. Although I think Laughlin did miss a penalty as well. But I mean, what's a penalty miss when you've scored two and you're winning eight two? So yeah, exactly. That just to say that was in the Barks and Bucks Senior Cup. Um, uh, they were playing. Uh, who was it? Newport Pagnell. Yes. Newport Pagnell uh, at home, and they are rewarded with a home tie against Maidenhead United in the next round, which you know could be a lot of fun. Uh, any others? Sorry to interrupt you there, Abby. Uh, I think did Thatcham won four nil as well. Yes, Thatcham beat um, Staines four nil. Yep. Yeah, sorry, Emsley also with a four nil win there as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, some really good scores for our Berkshire sides there. Yeah, one or two tough results to take, as we said. Binfield losing at home against a very good Hanwell side, but I think perhaps the injury is catching up with them a little bit there, losing five one. Um, but Callum Bunting getting his obligatory goal, making it 12, 12 in his last 12. So he's still flying along. But yes. They've got a bit of a bit. They've, they've got a packed schedule this month of, of Binford. They've got a number of home fixtures. So it's going to be. Yeah, I think they're off this weekend, though. I think they um, yes, I think they don't right. have a game this weekend. So hopefully some of the players can recover. But yeah, I believe they're playing at home on Tuesday. Is it Thatcham they've got on Tuesday? Thatcham on Tuesday. Then they've got the trophy. Then there's yep. a county cup tie. Yes. Um Saw who the, I did see who they were MK playing, so. Irish. MK Irish, there it is. Very good. So, yeah, a pack schedule for uh, Binfield, so hopefully they can find some time for their players to recover. But I was at the um, Abbey Rangers versus Virginia Water game. Now, Virginia Water being one of those clubs that uh, Berkshire, sort of in inverted commas, obviously Virginia Water itself is in Surrey, but they do play their home games at Stag Meadow, Windsor's Bark Ground, which is obviously in Berkshire. So we give them a little bit of coverage and, yeah, have to give a, a big credit to Virginia Water last night, winning 1-0. They've become the first side to take any points off Abbey Rangers at home in the league. Abbey Rangers had a 100% record going into the game. And uh, yeah, they did have to uh, uh, defend quite resolutely at times. There was a lot of attack and, you know, Abbey Rangers had the best of the ball, but a, a lovely strike from, if you bear with me one second, lost the guy's name. Uh, a lovely strike from Turnal Sinclair. And uh, yeah, midway through the second half, 
secured all three points. And that's back-to-back wins for Virginia Water. They beat C.B. Hounslow at the weekend. So looks like they're on a little bit of a good run of form. So, yeah, long may that continue and look forward to seeing uh, them, hopefully, climbing up the league. Uh, brilliant. Anything more we want to talk about before we move on to the weekend's fixtures? Getting some shaking heads on the uh, Zoom call here. So we will push on. Uh, the big fixtures this weekend have got to be the FA Vars. Uh, we are now at the second round. I've actually lost what round it is, but we have two. Yes, sides. second round. Second round. Second round. Yeah, second round proper. That is, and we have two Berkshire sides still continuing. Again, one of those is inverted commas. Uh, but uh, Barks County, in their first ever season in the competition, are still um, pushing on. Uh, they are playing Harefield United, who are from the Spartan South Midlands, Midlands Premier League. Uh, they actually decided to knock Binfield out of the FA Cup earlier in the season. So, you know, good pedigree as a cup side. Uh, a tricky um, tie for Barks County. And the other Berkshire side uh, still, or other side that we cover, still in contention is Wallingford Town, who are at home to North Greenford United. Again, the team that got a late equaliser against Reading at the weekend. So one of the promotion hopefuls in the combined counties, Premier Division North. Um, looking forward to either of those games. Tom, Abby, uh, anything you're hoping to see at the weekend other than uh, uh, two Berkshire clubs going through, obviously? Oh, absolutely. Um, both have got, I, I don't think Berkshire clubs will have any fear um, about anything. They'll just... They've got, they've got, they've got a, a smashing strike force. Um, mm. You know, I, I said this last week with the with the trophy games. No reason why either side won't be won't be in the draw for the for the third round. We I went, we've decided it was the second round, so I'm going on from that. It's the third round next. So yes, um, we, we've I've, I've no. I believe both clubs next season this because they're in the second round. That should mean that they will start much later in the competition next season. I think the second round is the point at which that happens. Oh, brilliant. Well, yeah, I think um, in the Wallingford game, I believe I read on uh, the fantastic FA Vars fact file uh, Twitter feed that um, uh, whoever wins that game equals their best ever run in the competition. And obviously Barks County's run is their best ever run in their competition because it's their first one. So, you know, what a run for the first time uh, there. So we saw Wallingford in the last round, Tom, and... I think, you know, they looked fairly um, fa- pretty good against a side, again, Ascot, who are promotion hopefuls in the uh, uh, step five in that same combined counties, Premier Division North. So there's no reason they can't put in a good performance again at home to another one of the promotion hopefuls. They'll obviously probably start as underdogs there, even though they are at yes. home, but um, they've got the pedigree, I think. And I didn't realise that they were playing um, one of their centre-backs in goal due to an injury during that game. And he was the one who saved all the penalties uh, in the shootout. So, yeah, their reserve goalkeeper is also an outfield player, which is uh, pretty good fun. And he did do very well in the penalty shootout. So there were a a few saves, but every single one of the uh, penalties, I think it went to like round eight of penalties every single one of them was on target i think yeah so it's very rare you see that normally someone blazes one over the bar or hits a post or something like that so keepers have to make a save so yeah two big games there we're looking forward to at the weekend the fa vars fixtures for 
Wallingford and Barks County. Good luck to both of our sides. Uh, Abby, do you want to pick out a couple of women's fixtures that you're looking forward to um, in the upcoming weekend? Yes, absolutely. So um, in Division 3 south of the Thames Valley, there's obviously always our Berkshire ties because there's so many of them in there. So there's lots of exciting ties in there. Um in Division 3 East, so Ascot will obviously be looking to continue their unbeaten run. And I think that'll be a really exciting game because they are playing Abbey Rangers at home. And Ascot are currently second in the table. Abbey Rangers are third. So that should be a tasty tie there. Um, it's also more cup action. Just There just seems to be continuous cup action. Um, so there is the Bucks and Bucks Senior Cup quarterfinal. Uh, so Maidenhead, Ascot. Reading and Woodley are all in action there. Woodley are the only ones at home there, but there should be some exciting ties, definitely. Um, I think Milton Keynes are the current um, holders of the title and they are playing against Reading women. They'll probably field an under-23 side there. Um, so, yeah, that should be some good games there. Also, there's the Bucks and, um, Bucks and Bucks trophy second round as well. And I think the tie there, I mean, it's interesting how they do these ties. Mortimer for Division 1 will play... Chinfield development division so much like that I think it was Caversham Raysbury wasn't it and yeah smashed them 13-0 so yeah I wonder how they make these ties sometimes but yeah, seem like- a little yeah arbitrary yeah <laughs> if you're in the development division you're in the development division to get well, better from teams around you not get walloped but there we go yeah. Absolutely. Um, Holly Potter also at home to Caversham and Slower at home to Wantage and then Wargrave are away to Wallingford. So yeah, lots of interesting ties happening this weekend. Very good. Tom, any uh, fixtures from the men's side that you want to highlight before we, uh, uh, for anyone not able to get to one of the FA Vars fixtures on Saturday? And well, obviously the the FA Vars fixtures are the um, other ones that we are all really interested in. Mm. Um, but I think probably uh, we've got Reading City, Wokingham, and Embrook. Yes, I mean that is going to be that's going to be quite something. But also um, Ascot at home to St Pantelimon. Mm. Uh, you said it right this time. Did I? Good, fantastic. Um, I think both of those will be um, eagerly watched over. Um, and of course, Saint, P- Saint Pantillamon have also got a Surrey. I think it's a Surrey County Cup game on uh, on Wednesday night. So you never know; they might be knackered. Hopefully so. But we'll, we shall see. Yeah, there's, there's so there's a couple of couple of decent games there. I think um, Reading City, Wokingham, and Embrook is is arguably top of the bill for me there, though. Yeah, and yeah, we mentioned it earlier, but Tadley, Hollyport as well, a big yes um, fixture down towards the uh, bottom end of the table. So, yeah, two sides quite like to see do well, but uh, yeah, facing off against each other, both in a tricky situation as it is at the moment. Um, right uh, before we get out of here, one thing we missed through the running order, or one thing we forgot to mention that last night we did actually see. Um, uh, a young hopeful turnout for Reading City in their 4-1 uh, Cup win over Molsey. Um, I think it was the Southern Combination Cup. Uh, we actually managed to see their manager, Simon Simon uh, Johnson, head out, uh, get substituted on for uh, a, a run out at the end of the game. <laughs> uh, I don't know when the last time... I haven't seen... I've uh, been following... don't know Simon too well, but... Uh, I don't know when the last time he played was. It was slightly, uh, uh, yeah, he's, he's been maybe focusing on managing, it's fair to I say, for a little while. I think he plays Reading Sunday League for Woodley Saints or something like that. 
Yes. Or either Reading Sunday League or Bracknell Sunday League, one of the two. There's a Woodley Saints in both, I think. I can't remember which which one is which. I've no idea if he's any good. <laughs> uh, yeah, no idea if he's uh, like played at this level before, but it's great to see him getting on. And if you go on his Twitter feed, he's got a list of all the uh, roles he's performed at Reading City now. <laughs> and it's not just manager and player. There's uh, quite a few others there, as you as anyone who's been part of a uh, uh, football club at this level will know. Uh, so uh, with that in mind, I was just thinking, out of all the uh, Berkshire uh, um managers out there who would you most like to see turn out for their side um uh given the opportunity go on tom you oh, God, i'd love to see uh, i'd love to see neil baker and john underwood in defense again um, <laughs> yeah. back on the field that partnership um, yeah, firm yeah. Up Slough's, uh, Slough's back line. yes not only on the field but also off the field as well um that that would be that would be marvelous absolutely yeah abby you got any thoughts I'm gonna go for the man himself, Dev. Yeah, that was really right. <laughs> That's a good point. Yes, he yeah. finished his playing kit career the year I was born. So you know, I never got to see the magic. So yeah, exactly. It's an FA Cup relive the West Ham days, or yeah, the, relive the England days, and yeah, I, on I the believe. Blue, I, I believe he's the only person managing in Berkshire at the moment with an FA Cup winner's medal. So, uh, oh, yeah. So I mean, you know, he's got the pedigree there. He was a. Uh, a wily winger and uh you know quite an exciting player as uh in his in his day so i wonder if he's still got some of that magic there but yes i was thinking perhaps uh maybe uh, we're talking about experienced centre-backs maybe dave tussle uh for uh yeah for um uh, afc aldermaston he's uh yeah he'd certainly uh, help in their back line and uh yeah if they could have a bit of it i mean anyone who's scored in uh, european football as dave tussle has he's scored for uh, Tottenham in the Cup Winners' Cup, I believe it was. So, uh, you know, he's got a little bit of pedigree there himself. So, uh, yeah, any ideas on who you'd like to see? If you'd like to see any managers from Berkshire uh, football sides turn out for their clubs, let us know. And, uh, yeah, we'll we'll highlight some of your best ideas. I'd, um, I'd, I played, I used to play the same Sunday league team as Ellis Woods. Oh. Um, he, uh, very uh, technical, I think is the is the term. Very very technical player. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, not not entirely suited to the rough and tumble of um, of Division Three of the Bracknell Sunday League. Uh, I don't <laughs> think he'll mind me saying that. <laughs> I'll, I'll soon know. Could have played higher, but uh, yeah. I will say, I will add, he was still better than me. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Just to uh, yeah, get yourself out of trouble slightly <laughs> <Yes>. there. <laughs> Right, any other business, guys, before we get out of here? No. No, okay. Two shaking heads means that this is uh, that's it for us this week. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much again for listening to the Berkshire Football Chat Stories podcast. If you like anything we do, you can uh, follow us on Twitter or Instagram or just go to the old-fashioned website at uh, www.footballinberkshire.co.uk and find everything we've been writing about there. Um, all that's left to say is goodbye uh, from me, Rob Davis. Goodbye from Tom Canning. Bye. And goodbye from Abby Tysurst. See ya. Goodbye. See you next week. Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a Woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement or would just like to save some money in a tax efficient manner. 
drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation and let them know Football in Berkshire sent you.